Welcome to the Fantastic Mystery Podcast. I'm Zach Briggs and joined by Justin Strange and not joined tonight by Jerome. One and only Jerome Kramers. He has family duties to tend to. We miss him, of course, but this is an episode I'm sure he would have had wonderful contrarian views on you know as he often does on a lot of these episodes when he canceled i was like you know i don't know if i don't know how much jake would have contributed because like i don't i don't think i've ever heard him really speak about the topic we're going to speak about like it's usually just between me and you sometimes jake joins in but anyway i mean i I would probably think he would have the most input on uh todd phillips yeah movie so and analyzing that, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Justin and I, everyone that's listening, we saw the Joker movie, I think at least twice in the theater. Um, We're talking about together, I believe. Different, different movie and film and TV Jokers, by the way. Sorry, yes. Zach, no. Yeah. When did Joker come out again? The, the Joaquin Phoenix one? That was like a, at least that was a few like, years ago. Yeah, that was right. Before, I believe that was right before the pandemic. Um, yeah. When Joker came out, because... That came out. Sonic the Hedgehog two came out, and then Pandemic hit. Yeah, I think that Joker movie set a different, unique bar to the other Jokers that we previously have seen, either on the small screen or the the silver screen. Yeah, twenty nineteen is when it came. But out. I think people, a lot of people, think of the Joker. And I think it's fair to say people are envisioning Heath Ledger's wonderful performance, and without. Any doubt, he did fantastic. Keith Ledger did as the Clown Prince of Crime. But I think for you, Justin, when you think of the Joker, what do you, which one do you think of? What one comes to mind? And even if it is from film or animation, mm-hmm. I think the animation and DC animated movies are just as important, I believe, mm-hmm. as the, the live action stuff that has been yeah. in theaters for decades now. I I guess the first one that comes to mind is Heath Ledger's Joker, but that's because, like, I had seen, uh, you know, Batman and and Batman Returns at the time, but I and and I, I had seen a little bit of the original, you know, the sixty, uh, the sixties Batman, but like not enough to really remember, and and Heath Ledger, the Dark Knight was like the first Joker where I like I was an adult at the time, you know, and it, it kind of. Like I was the first one I sat down, went to the theaters to see and, and like watched them and loved it. So that was kind of the first performance of the Joker where I was like, you know, this is awesome. Um, you know, cause even uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, like I said, I don't really remember. I didn't, at the time I hadn't remembered it enough to be like, Oh, it's so, you know, Jack Nicholson's so much better. It was like at the time it was Heath Ledger, you know, that was the Joker for me. So, but yeah. you know, Jack Nicholson did a great job. You know, I had watched Batman, rewatched it, you know, since, and uh, and he still he did an awesome job. You know, so he's a really good Joker. But you know, Heath Ledger is kind of where it's at for me as far as like kind of the one that stands out. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, when that Joker came out, like that was to me a masterpiece, and it wasn't you know just because of the character; it was the story, the music, especially. I love, I love the music in the Joker, in that Joker movie. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. Joaquin Phoenix is is definitely you know top top notch for me. Yeah, I remember seeing the teaser trailer for The Dark Knight, and hearing that voice 
oh, yeah. of Heath Ledger's Joker. And I had known Heath Ledger from not many other other movies that had came out before, but it sounds nothing like his real voice. voice. Well, because he's, he's Australian, I think. That's true. Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, um, but I, I, there was this YouTube video where he talks about who he was inspired uh, as mm-hmm. far as influence on the voice. I'll have to find that video later. But he goes into depth about what influenced him and his decision to create his character in the way he did. Mm. Each Joker has their own personality. You yeah, could say some are a bit more anarchy-esque, which mm-hmm. I would argue the Heath Ledger Joker was oh, kind yeah. of an anarchist. Well, he, yeah, and, chaos all the way. Chaos. Uh, chaos, yeah. And then Jack Nicholson's was kind of gangster, maniacal. Mm-hmm. And then oh. you have the Jared Leto, despite what people, you know, they bash on him for what he looks like, et cetera. We, I, I argue we, don't, we haven't seen enough of him to I would say have that a too. full judgment um but he is also kind of a gangster with elements of heath ledger's joker as well yeah he's he's kind of almost like a mix of of jack nicholson and heath ledger but you know a mix that just doesn't really do a good job and i don't think that's jared and we've talked about this before i don't think it's jared leto's fault you know jared leto is an amazing actor now i think he just award-winning yeah it just picks the wrong roles you know because like morbius is like you know is a movie that isn't doing well. I still have yet to see it um, just because I don't know. I've been getting a lot lazier lately. I'm trying to start going to the movies more now that I've, I'm back in Arkansas and stuff. So yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> yeah. And so Not because uh, I don't want to, but yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, but I, you know, Jared Leto's Joker is, is, is as close to the bottom for me, but it's still like, to me, he's not unwatchable. He's more unwatchable or yeah, he's more unwatchable than most, but like, you know, you look at his performance in Suicide Squad and then his performance in Justice League, and it's almost night and day. I, I really enjoyed his performance in Justice League. I thought they, you know, Zack Snyder nailed it as far as Jared Leto, letting him come back and let him kind of redeem himself. I don't know if he's redeemed himself all the way, you know, but I think he's redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, it kind of sucks that the Snyderverse, as far as we know at this time, is no more. It would have been, I could have seen more of a Joker. You know, playing a more prominent role in those scenes that we saw glimpses of. Mm-hmm. I think in Justice yeah, League. I think we could, if we could have got one more, one more Justice League out of Jack Zach, Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder, I would have been okay because you know we we. And I'm sorry, we're not talking about this, but we're introduced to Dark Side in this one, and so I think more of that would have been great. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. What are you going to do? DC is just, just you- up and down. Yeah, it's a, it's a circus, really. Yeah. Jared Leto's Joker really didn't feel anything for him. I never felt bad or had much of a, a connection to him. So I think it would have been nice to have another movie with, with Jared Leto. him mm-hmm. uh, appearing more often. To, I mean, I yeah. kind of felt something a little bit uh, in the Justice League Snyder cut, but I need to see more to have like a proper judgment of oh, yeah. that Joker. Cesar Romero, 1960s, mm-hmm. uh, Batman, um, yeah. Joe with no Robin, very camp, oh, which yeah. was the, kind of the theme of the, that, the whole that series. I mean, I think I was looking it up, then um, the, the Batman movie came out in 1966, mm-hmm. and it was, the film hit theaters two months after the last episode of the first season of the television series. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that was my first exposure to the Batman 1960s universe was that movie. And then I proceeded to eventually watch some of the episodes and certainly not all of them, mm-hmm. but um, I, 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 that's kind of, that's like a fun, playful, really non-threatening uh, oh, yeah. Joker, if you think clips of Cesar Romero. And it's also yeah. interesting because Cesar Romero's Joker, Cesar Romero, he, he was known for his mustache or he took pride in it and <laughs> i guess he apparently refused to shave it, you know, shave it off yeah. so you could I, as a kid i even asked what is what is that on yeah. his, well, his 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 freaking area where the mustache is yeah i'm looking at just it. paint <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him right now and he he's still got the makeup. mustache just under his yeah under his makeup he's still got a mustache but he 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 looks a lot like the Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson uh, Joker where you know his face is painted and his like his lipstick goes out is which is yes. kind of what Jack Nicholson did as opposed to Heath Ledger who you look you can see where it has like almost like visible scars with makeup on mm-hmm. it a little bit but this is just like lips and I think Joaquin Phoenix did the same thing didn't he, he just lipstick and kind of like a winged eyebrow or winged uh, yeah. eye makeup um, yeah here it is I'm looking at Joaquin's right now and yeah it's just kind of like lipstick that that points outwards of his lip um, and so he kind of reminds me of of the uh, Jack Nicholson uh, Joker, where Tim Burton must have been, you know, just been into Jack Nicholson or something because they kind of look alike. Um, but Jack Nicholson's got these those dimples, you know, those weird dimples. Yeah, he's got, yeah. like he's got yeah. something in his mouth. Yeah. Like what I appreciated Brando. in the Joker live adaptations that we've seen, yeah, is the fact that we've seen for the most part how they became the joker even though i think the dark knight we know the least amount we don't see the transformation well that, think- which, which is kind of unique uh we don't see the transformation whereas in 89 batman we see mm, jack true. nicholson being mm-hmm. not rescued falling down the, the vatic chemicals and right and no you know, i could go into, into the whole nine yards of what happens and then we see in you no know, the Todd Phillips Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, his is his his, like his, a, his slow, depressing spiral, dark, dark trans spiral into downhill, manic depressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just all over the place for him. Crazy. But yeah. with with Heath, with the Heath Ledger's Joker, we just got we heard his multiple iterations, his stories of well, you yeah. know, I got the, the, these scars, but we really don't know if those stories are true, which I kind of like, because that kind of harkens back to like the, the killing joke, perhaps like where there's multiple, mm. you don't know what's true. His, right. his, his back, his background. Well, even but, Jared, Jared uh, what, what do you think about all that? Well, Jared Leto, you don't really know much about him. All That's you know true. is he's, he's just like this high ranking gangster guy who runs a club. Right, because I think that club is his in uh, Suicide yeah. Squad, and that's all I really know about him. Besides the fact that he loves Harley, you know, um, other and you know he hates Batman. But yeah, I feel like there was one scene though in maybe Suicide Squad or, that we see Harley Quinn mm-hmm. fall into we- the vat with Jared Leto's Joker. Or unless he was already transformed, no, they, they just, already, they just jumped it, in. I believe okay. it was just. I think it was just Harley Quinn that that did that. If Makes I remember sense because he's to be Joker first before. Yeah, because she kind of he was already kind of in that. He was already kind of Jokery when he went yeah. to Arkham, and then he kind of transformed Harley Harley Quinn uh, when she was falling in love, like 
it's amazing to me how he did that, you know, like how he was able to, you know, meet this, this doctor. And then she turns to like this crazy criminal woman. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing how he was able to do that, manipulate her to fall in love with him, essentially. Again, I'm I'm not an expert on Harlene Quinzel, but I believe that's her name. Was she always like easily to manipulate? I wonder. I'm curious. She, from what I could see, did she have a condition? I don't know. Well, I'm sure she did, and I and I'm sure that what happened was the Joker just kind of unlocked it, unlocked her brain essentially. You know, like even in in the games, Arkham Arkham games, like that's how he does it. He just like talks to her and talks to her and talks to her until he finally gets her to, you know, let him, she's a a doctor, right? She's a psychiatrist, I believe. Psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah. She was, um, she was brought in to, to work with the Joker and look what happened. Like it didn't seem like it took very long either, but in, in the Arkham games, you don't really know the time period. I mean, I'm sure there's dates and I don't remember what they are, but you collect these like, they're like they look like film reels but they're audio tapes and you just kind of hear how she starts and how she you know essentially is brainwashed by the joker like you just boom 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 boom. and it's just amazing to me how he was like she was brought in to help him get better and he just flipped it like yeah the joker works in crazy ways like i always wonder if with the real relationship is like it almost seems like there's elements of like abuse between i don't know them. because <laughs> i think i think if there were you know there, there's been there's been um iterations of harley quinn where she's she's had it you know like the harley quinn show you know it starts with her having broken up with the joker like it it, it begins first episode and and for those who don't know who the, what harley quinn shows it's an animated series on hbo max about harley quinn and she you know gets all these different villain friends and they're trying to be she wants to be like this master villain but at the beginning um she had just broken up with uh the joker and then you have birds of prey with margot robbie where it's the same thing she's just got rid of so there's been a couple iterations where she's gotten fed up but like when it, I don't know what constitutes abuse with those two. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, for the, us, the way they, the way, they interact. Exactly. <laughs> like for us, it would be like, like this relationship is crazy toxic, but to them, it's just normal. You know? So I don't. Yeah, I feel like I, mean, I feel like I saw more of that abuse in quotations. Mm-hmm. Or more of that toxicity. Ellie Quinn was a lot more subservient. Yeah. Well, that I think that's how their relationship Joker. always has been. Is she's been kind of like you know submissive, going down, listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like in, in Suicide Squad and uh, other more modern versions that she's stronger and she's taking the, charge. And is it going to let Joker you know run all over her? A little bit, I think. Um, she's trying to be somewhat bit more independent. A bit more. But she but still thinks of him. Yeah, she's still like enamored by him. You know, it's like she's not gonna yeah. leave him. But then, you know, there, like I said, there's a couple instances where she does. She finally gets rid of him. You know, and even in the Harley Quinn show, they get back together for a bit, but then she realizes her mistake, and you know, yeah. she leaves him. And actually, in the Harley Quinn show, her and Poison Ivy get together, which is interesting. Um, I haven't. I have only seen the, like the. F- 
I think the first two seasons, I think there's a third season of HBO Max now. Um, but when I left it, they had just gotten together. So um, it's very, very, it, very interesting take on Harley Quinn. I know we're not talking about Harley Quinn, but um, you know, that, that, uh, that shows She's an interesting character. I mean, you gotta be to be yeah. brainwashed by the Joker, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you uh, think about the laughs of all the Jokers? <laughs> There are certain laughs you prefer mm-hmm. more than others, or I mean, what ones do you like? Um, you know, I like. I don't like. I don't care for Jared Leto's laughs. Like Jared Leto's is like. You even mention Mark Hamill, of course. Well, well yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not gonna mention uh, Mark Hamill just yet, but that's a whole another time. Yeah. Topic. <laughs> my, it says my internet's unstable, so I'm gonna try. Yellow now. Yeah, I'm gonna try to switch it. So hang on. Okay, it's switched. You there? Okay, you're frozen. If you can hear me, you're frozen. Hopefully it'll reconnect here in a second. You there? No, there we go. You there? Hello. Okay. Yep. Okay, I can hear you. So the thing that sucks about being out here is we're basically running off hotspots. So it's sometimes it's it gets yeah. so, but I just bought it. Yeah. I just bought a, um, <laughs> my own hotspot box. I'm going to get my own service on it. So I'm the only one on it. Um, so hopefully next what week. What is it? By- AT&T or mm-hmm. yeah, what? AT&T. what's the provider? AT&T. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So cool. let's get, let's get back to it. Uh, so the laughs, yeah, but what do you think about the, the laughs? Or is it, you said you, you weren't a big fan of Jared Leto's laughs. This is the only I, I one understand I can, why. Yeah, his, as far as live action goes, this is the only one I can really remember because I remember it being so bad. It's like this, it's like this, almost like this throaty cackle, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, it's kind of in his throat, but he's trying to be menacing and it just doesn't sound good. Um, and I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I don't remember any of the other ones. Like I'm sure they laughed. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, Heath Ledger's laugh was really good. Cause it was kind of like um, a little more staccato. Right. If I remember correctly, like it was like a little bit choppier, if you will. Um, yeah. It was I won't little, demonstrate. It, it was, yeah. It don't, yeah. You don't have to. If I remember correctly, it was very, um, it was very, more it was Very a lot maniacal yeah that's what i was gonna say it was, it was a lot more maniacal than freaking jared leto um so yeah i guess it would have to be heath ledger i mean <laughs> live action live action jokers heath ledger all the way uh so yeah, yeah. jack nicholson's is it felt like he was is just jack nicholson laughing even laughing. though there was, i don't know if you remember the the one scene there was a a, a scene where he is not in makeup, but he goes yeah. to this meeting, and he it was a it's a great well acted scene. But he eventually like shakes hand with this guy, and he burns him to death essentially. Mm-hmm. And you see his dead, burnt, smoking corpse sitting on the chair still. And Jack Nicholson's Joker is having a conversation with this dead guy, and <laughs> he like he be like he like fixes and tidies the the tie uh, of this oh, guy's yeah? shirt yeah yeah and and it's like, i'm glad you did and then he there's just this wonderful like app that he 
gets into and it, it's it's hard to describe but you'd have to yeah, look up to that scene it. or watch the movie to understand but that's this elapsed it's very it's kind of haunting in a way because mm-hmm. after that it goes to a, a scene of i believe of michael keaton's bruce wayne and then he's in bed waking up with uh kim Asinger's mm-hmm. what, what is who did she play who was she again she uh, was the reporter was she Vicky Vale? Vicky Vale, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like an odd transition, like this this dark evil dude laughing. He was just burnt this guy to a crisp, and then oh, oh, waking up with Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale. It was I mean, just a, a strange transition. It's, al- it's yeah, almost like I, it's almost like uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne was dreaming, if you think about it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. If, especially if it, yeah. it did that because. There's like a thing in film where, you know, we transition with audio a lot. And so if it's like a, you know, a laugh, you know, a Joker laugh transitioning to the next scene could almost be like, yeah, he's waking up from a nightmare when he's not. He's just waking yep. up. That's the way it came across. Yeah. yeah. And it was a there was no room to breathe between that scene and the, the, last the scene. scene where they're waking up. So there is no it, it was just from that to that first time we hear jack nicholson's joker laugh is when he's being worked on in the dark by that guy who's performing facial surgery on him and when he looks at after he demands a mirror and he finally gets one he's like mirror mirror Mm. he looks himself for the first time and then he realizes i'm jack is dead oh yeah Uh, you can call me joker and then he goes in and kills that shoots that one dude, that rich guy that had basically trick, tried to trick Jack his death by going to Ace Chemicals um, to find out there's actually nothing in the the vault. There was no money. Uh, that guy it's <laughs> shot to death. Yeah. I mean, in the music for the Joker, we really only... Uh, I can't hear you. Did you mute yourself? Hello, hello. Okay, I can hear you now. Did you, what did you hear? I heard did music. I what was the, the last music, thing? We, we okay. really only, and that's yeah. it. Okay. I wonder what, how I want to press the button on my keyboard. Anyways, <laughs> the music, musical motif that really fits with Joker, and when I think of Joker, the musical theme is in 1989's The Batman, because it's called Waltz to the Death. Just look it up. It's the theme that we first hear when Batman shoots that guy and one on his chair, and uh, and then we also hear it again at the end, mm. where there's that bat, that battle or that duel, I guess you could call it, kind of a dance yeah. to the death um, on the cathedral, mm-hmm. and it's just like a a nice theme. They even use it in the Batman Lego games, which is pretty nice. Yeah. That, you know, Danny Elfman's music is. I think pretty iconic with with batman uh even though people think oh christopher nolan i mean he has wonderful stuff too but it's danny elfman's a lot more traditional and in terms of the classical well, music didn't feel. he he did toby mcguire spider-man right yeah he did yeah he I did of uh, 2002 2003 hulk movie yeah um I like Danny Elfman's stuff. His his stuff has more of a like there there's some where I you know I enjoy like even like Chris Nolan's Batman. I know we're not talking about music, but it's a little more um 
distinguishable, I guess, you know, because you think Spider-Man and like, well, I guess even Amazing Spider-Man had some real like really good music, but just like, I don't know, the Spider-Man music uh, from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, it just it just flowed really well with that Spider-Man. Um, and same with Batman. Yeah. Like, I, I just I enjoyed Danny Elfman a lot. I'm pretty sure he did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas as well. And um, he's just he did, done, yeah. Yeah, done a lot of cool stuff. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. I was going to ask you a question. What was it? Because I'm looking at this. Um, so I guess let's uh, let me ask you. Who is your who's your I guess Heath Ledger's your favorite live action joker did we already talk about this like who you're briefly but yeah i'd I'd say if i had to be on an island with one particular joker he's ledger's joker but he kind of just encapsulates all the things that joker should be elements of a joker that should that he should be Mm -hmm. i haven't seen enough of joaquin phoenix's he hasn't really transformed fully in my opinion he hasn't established himself to not as the title of clown prince of crime in my opinion yeah yeah Maybe in like five, ten years, but now. Well, I like, I do enjoy the movie Joker, like with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I enjoy how, like, in the original Batman, you know, the Tim Burton Batman, we see, I mean, it, the, the transformation from, from what is his name, Jack Napier to Joker isn't very long, right? Yeah, it's maybe. Yeah, like a third of the movie, if that, and like this takes it takes the whole movie for him to become the Joker, and then it just ends, you know. And we got another a sequel coming, but I, you know, it's supposed to be a musical, and Lady Gaga is supposed to be in it. And let me just tell you, if Lady Gaga's <laughs> in this movie, I don't think I'm gonna watch it. And I hate to sound like that, but I don't care for her as an actress. Like she is not to me. She is not a good actress. I, I watched American Horror Story. I love that show. She's in season five, and she's very has a very prominent role in season five. And it took so much for me to get through that that season because you wonder well, who she's going to play. <laughs> well, well, she's supposed to play Harley Quinn. Oh, and so that's why I'm, another reason I'm like I don't really want to like because like with um, American Horror Story, it wasn't just Lady Gaga. The the story really wasn't that good either. But Lady Gaga didn't help. And then um, with this that movie, she's in that that uh, Gucci is that the Gucci movie she's in, where she plays like a I don't know some sort of foreign person, and she's I, I haven't seen it. It's got all these great actors in it, and then Lady Gaga, and I just haven't watched it. Maybe I'm I'm being a little petty, I think, which is fine. I've never um, seen her or act before. I can't say. Well, yeah, it's just, I just don't yeah. think it's good. And like, she's in a, a star is born and I haven't seen that. Cause I just don't really, I'm not a huge fan of musicians becoming actors. Cause they typically aren't good. The only musician that I think is a decent actor is Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah. Social seen, network. Yeah. The social <laughs> network in time, even um, he's in that movie with Mila Kunis. I think it's called uh, no strings attached. Um, and yeah. he's, he's pretty good in that, you know, like Justin Timberlake's a pretty good actor. Oh, and he was in, um, what's that, what's that movie called where he, they kidnapped that kid. Um, hang on. I'm going to look it up. 
Oh, dude. It's not like Justin Timberlake. It's not like he's Justin Timberlake is jumping around from movie to movie. He's very selective. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's called Alpha yeah, Dogs. Which is nice. That's what it's called. Alpha Dogs. That was a pretty good movie. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we Apparently, we have 10 minutes. Um, I see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, I guess we could start talking about the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Cool. So, how many times did you see Joker in, in the theaters? theaters? Okay, I saw it with you and Mandy, I believe, right? We saw it together. And then I, I think I saw it three times because we went with um, it was just you and me and Mandy, wasn't it? We, it was just us three. And he, she who must not be named. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that might have been the first time. Yeah, uh, that was the first yeah. time. And then I went and saw yeah. it with, uh, I think you came with us when I invited my friends, Josh and Jake. Um, yeah. I believe you went with us then too. And then we went again. Um, I don't know if you went to, the, it was with Hope and some people from Channel 7. Yes. Okay. I remember that. So yeah. I saw it three times at theaters. Um, and every time was like really good. And I think my favorite, my favorite, favorite part Here's what one thing I love about when um, movies and TV shows do this. And Umbrella Academy, the show, The Umbrella Academy, does this really well. It's when they, it's called, um, it, it's called a contrapuntal sound, where you have something going on on screen, but the music doesn't seem to match. You know, so you have like a huge fight going on, and there's blood and gore, but you know, you got like, like. Um, if you ever seen the show New Girl, there's a big scene where they have this brawl, this huge brawl out in the desert, right? And it's a bunch of dudes, and they're just fighting. A dudes and like one girl and a kid, and there's these. It's a huge desert brawl, but in the background is yeah. Ka- Katy Perry's roar playing in the background. So you have, you know, you have this thing on going on screen, but the music's not matching. And I love it when, and so that's what it, they did in Joker when he's going down the stairs and it's doing that. That one song, I forget what it's called, but it's normally affiliated with like sports movies and stuff. And I can't sing it over here because copyright issues and stuff. I don't want to get us in trouble. But if you've seen if you've seen Joker, you know what I'm talking about. And that is my favorite, favorite scene. And every time I watched it, I freaking loved it. Like, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. In the scene where rock and roll part two, Gary Glitter and. Okay. I guess it's a controversial song because that artist is past, but it's a different topic. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, Next to, I think, the scene where he kills, he makes his first kill. You know, you got the um, the little guy, and then they come in to check on him and whatever they say, make sure he doesn't do something. I forget. But anyway, he kills that big guy because that's the guy that got him in trouble, got him fired. You know what I'm talking about? And the other You're saying that's said, his first kill? Isn't that his? Oh, no. Well, I mean, it wasn't his first kill, but it was, to me, wasn't it like his first kill as, as Joker? Joker. I think. Yeah. Like, yes. as, yeah, like yeah, when yeah. he starts kind of sliding into that mentality of being this this Joker and this whatever, that's kind of pretty much already kill. changed at that point because he has the, the, the makeup and on. He's yeah, getting ready yeah. to go to the, that, the, it was the Ed Murray show yeah. that evening, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's getting ready for that, and that's when he he killed that guy. And I think that's probably my. That was a brutal favorite. scene. It was brutal, and I think that's why I enjoyed it because you you. I think you kind of wonder, 
but you don't think that's what's going to happen. And then it just happens. You know, it just like almost catches you off guard. And I'm pretty sure when we saw it and it happened, Mandy kind of jumped, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. She she probably just sat there. I don't really remember. But if I remember didn't even look. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I thought that um, that's probably my favorite. My second favorite scene, minus the or right behind the uh, the dancing down the stairs scene. I, what, it's I think what's it's he the, do again? He he stabs the guy with a fork in the in the eye or the I face. Think, I thought he stabbed and then he him bashes like, his head against the wall. Yeah, yeah. What was, that? What was he holding? I I think it, no, it was scissors. Yeah, I, was I, was say, I don't scissors. think it was a fork. I think it was something a little more sharp. Um, yeah, yeah. Then bashes his head. I think, and, and then he tells and the way the guy, that was filmed. It was so visceral too. I mean, yeah. they could have just had a, like no cuts or anything, but uh, I mean, the how raw it felt was uh, morbidly. Pleasing. Oh yeah, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think in the that kind of the icing on the cake with that scene was, you know, the the other guy. He's he's. I don't know the politically correct term for Short it. Short little guy. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a little yeah, guy. Yeah. The dwarf. And, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't want to say the M word. Um, so, yes, but at the end when he can't reach the lock, it wasn't funny. It was more like, oh, my God, that is genius. Like he can't reach the lock. So he has to get help from Arthur Fleck. He has to or he won't be able to leave. And and he, you know, because he's 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 freaked out at that point. And he even told him, he's like, you don't have anything to worry about. You were always nice to me. And then he walks away and he has like it wasn't funny. But it was, but it was also really genius. Yes. Like I thought it was absolute genius. That's that that right there. I was like, man, I would never be able to write something that good. Like, what are we supposed to feel as an audience? That's what I'm saying. That, like, I, that, am that, I conf, that conflicted moment? That's what it is. It's very conflicting. Like, you're like, am I supposed to laugh? And you, you know, you, <laughs> I think that people can't help but to think it's a little. Uh, I don't know about funny is the term for it, but it's it's a little humorous. It's a little, you know, you feel sorry for the dude because Arthur, perhaps yeah. you just you feel bad for him because he can't get out. <laughs> he can't. Helpless. He's helpless. Yeah, he can't get out without Arthur's help. And you know, Arthur helps him, and then he and then he takes off. Like he doesn't walk; he runs out of that room, out of that apartment. So yeah, that that was like genius to me when when that happened. I mean, yeah, so. What about you? After that scene, I believe is the dancing scene on the stairs. I believe. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't really remember. I need to watch that movie. That that movie is just. I think that is. Mm. I don't. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies ever, but it is. I do think it's a masterpiece. Like, like I've compared. Uh, I recently watched um, French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's French Dispatch, and I said it was like watching watching an you know art watching a painting you know it's like beautiful and i kind of yeah. feel the same with joker it's just the way it was put together and the music and some of the things in there like just the see like the whole story you know the whole arc with him thinking he has this pretty girlfriend and then it just turns out he just doesn't yeah like even i i, I didn't really see that coming I, but then i but i did think neither like, yeah i was like well this is kind of weird like where did like i mean i get they're into each other but you know they're doing all this stuff together but then turns out he she never existed in that capacity she did exist for sure she just never existed in that capacity in his life and yeah, their only interaction i believe was on in the elevator the elevator yeah and then he in, just, the, in the hallway where he motions to like a, a gun oh, to yeah. his head 
but and, yeah, and, I, I, I think I had to watch it a second time to really get that through my head to understand mm-hmm. that's what that's what was happening. And yeah. I think the multiple sequences of like the old timey crooner type music that mm-hmm. we heard uh, was a nice touch, like smile. Mm-hmm. I think there was obviously Frank Sinatra's um, "That's Life" at the end to conclude the the movie as he's walking down the prancing down the, <laughs> yeah. the hallway. I, I assume it's After. Arkham, whatever they call it. What I, think, they, I think they call it. I don't think they call it Arkham Asylum. They call no, it Arkham it's Hospital. Arkham Hospital. Yeah. It, Hospital. Yeah. yeah. But that whole it was just a great way to wrap up the movie. Oh yeah. I totally agree. It leaves. I think it's. Ed, do we need another Joker? I really don't think it's needed. But I read that Joaquin Phoenix for Joker Two is being going to get paid twenty million, where he's yeah. paid like four or five. Or the saw, um, yeah, I saw that article about his salary, and I didn't even look at it. I, you know, honestly, I didn't. I didn't really care <laughs> how much his salary was. Like, I don't know why anybody cares how much an actor is getting paid to do a movie. You know, as long as they're doing it, yeah. I guess is is my thing. It's like, okay, great. He, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't care about how much they're getting paid. It's like, it's like theories before the movie comes out. You know, like there were a bunch of theories when Avengers Endgame before it came out, and I was like, I don't want to read these because I don't really yeah. care. I'm not a huge fan of theories. So, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. What do you think the jump? Massive jump in. I guess money for Joaquin Phoenix like indicates like the confidence that a sequel could be successful and just as well received or if not better than the first one. Well, probably a little bit of that. And it's, it's just, you know, Joaquin Phoenix probably wasn't planning to do a sequel, you know? So they're like, Hey, he's not a man of sequels. I can't recall one film where he's played, the same character twice. Yeah. So he's probably like, all right, I'll, I'll do it, but you're going to have to pay me more. You know, he's an actor. I like, I like to think that some, some actors aren't in it for the, you know, necessarily aren't in it for the money. They just believe in a character so much. They'll do it for, you know, less than what they usually, but then there's some that are just like, uh, yeah, 20 million. That's great. Like I'll do it for this much. You know, it's like, what what are you going to do? He's doing it again. That's all that matters. And Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors that is in the, in, I don't know if I should say in the vein of other actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm just maybe more that he's selective of mm. the roles that he chooses. He's not just going to be like Nicolas Cage or, <laughs> or Samuel Jackson. Someone of, of Samuel Jackson that will just be in every movie uh, because they, they don't care. They don't mind. They don't, they just, they're mm. having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, guess. and you know, there's Joaquin Phoenix is in more movies that have a, have a cerebral. Yeah, take. I would agree. Like, and and Joaquin Phoenix, man, that guy can act. Like he is a. Yep. Like I, you know, I've, I watched um, when I was getting in my masters, we had to do a a paper on a specific director, so I did mine on Paul Thomas Anderson, who's done a couple movies with Joaquin Phoenix. He was in The Master, and he was in Inherent Vice, and like just watching those two movies, you know, phenomenal actor. And then, you know, he's played in other stuff that I've seen. Uh, can't think besides Joker. Can't really think of any off the top of my head, but I'd seen him in a lot more stuff than, than Joker before, you know, Joker came out. Yeah, you so, got to see him and her. You got to see her. That's a good yeah. Movie too. That's, that is one movie I've been on Netflix streaming. Oh, is it really? Okay. Then I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. I'll yeah. definitely check yeah. it out then. 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a sad movie. Yeah, when when he was announced as Joker, I was like, oh heck yeah, you know, because for some reason when people are announced as DC characters, like people think it's funny, you know. Well, like, I thought it was funny when Ben Affleck was cast. I was, to be honest, I, I was like, really? <laughs> he was already a Daredevil in that yeah. horrible movie. Well, it was horrible. As a kid, I probably enjoyed it, but no. now that I've seen it, it's it's not the best. It's not. Take. I mean, especially now that <laughs> compared to like a, what we see in MCU. Well, yeah, and yeah. in the Daredevil now, you know, it's it's not as yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but you know, when Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, like I, you weren't the only one to think like, what the hell's on DC's mind? Skeptical. But yeah. I was like, heck yeah, okay, I'll take Ben Affleck as Batman. I was day one Batfleck. <laughs> like, not gonna lie. I, mean, I, I, I had to see the picture that they released of the Batman looking down next to his Batmobile to be mm-hmm. convinced. Yeah, he looked he looked pretty dope. Like, I liked his... I, I, I think his... And I know we're not... <laughs> I keep saying this. I know we're not talking about that. But I think his suit is probably my favorite out of all the Batman suits. That could probably be another topic for discussion another day when we talk about all the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. So, anyway, go ahead. I guess when it comes to the Joker, mm-hmm. does it matter, you think, that we have a definitive origin for him? I mean, he goes by many aliases. We've heard of Jack Napier, Arthur Fleck, well, then you have I'm sure um, there's others in the comics. Well, then you have um, if you've seen the show Gotham, there's three different. It, they don't use Joker. They don't use the term the Joker. They just have this kid who looks like the Joker. Um, and so they don't really like I said, they don't use they don't use the words the Joker. <laughs> but like, yeah, he has. And, you know, I haven't really. I, I did get to a certain point in Gotham, but I didn't get to that point because after a while I was just like, Oh, you know, I, I just got kind of tired of, it. I'm not a big fan of uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. And when they, and spoiler <laughs> alert, they killed her off and then they brought her back. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I don't want to watch this now. Like Lazarus's pit. I'm guessing. No, it, it wasn't the Lazarus <laughs> pit. It was something. I don't remember how they brought her back, but I just remember they brought her back and I was like, God dang it. Like, I don't want to watch. Like I was so happy when she died, when fish Mooney died. And uh, I was, I was done with it after that, when they started bringing people back and then they magically made, you know, Selena Kyle, not Selena Kyle. Um, what is poison Ivy's real name? Um, anyway, poison Ivy, but she wasn't poison Ivy. Yeah. They just, they magically made her older. I was like, why? why couldn't she start off this old you know they just started doing these kind of weird yeah. things and i was like all right i'm done um so yeah there, there is like a jerome a i think you're talking about right? jerome yeah jerome it started off as jerome but i think he had like what happened was if if i remember correctly he started off jerome died his he had a identical twin brother who did like it wasn't the same kind of origin story but he kind of went that path of the joker and then something else happened to this kid and he became kind of more demented, I guess, but um, that's kind of the kind of a quick, you know, outline of this Joker like character in Gotham. Uh, but I, I did like Gotham until that it just started doing some weird stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this show. So and we forgot, like, but forgot I, to talk about the, the brief appearance of Joker and the Batman. Hmm. 
Well, to answer Especially your question with the deleted scenes that we uh, mm. that we were treated to, to later. <laughs> to, to answer your question, no, I don't think a Joker origin is necessary for the Joker only. Like I think Joker's like the, the only, yeah, the Joker's yeah. the only character that kind of gets a pass. You know that from what I can see now, like it seems like we can't have a movie without some sort of origin story, whether that be you know like you have the Batman right, and you have these this origin story with with uh, that Bruce Wayne and a little bit with the Riddler, like you kind of understand why he's doing all, like all that stuff. But with the Joker, I think he's the only one, only villain I can tell that kind of gets this pass of, you know, we don't need an origin story for that guy. He's a, he's crazy. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. it's kind of melded into the, the comics. Of, mm. he, he's just, he doesn't just have one. He just shows up one day. He, yep. <laughs> just, it, it makes it a little bit more, mystical oh yeah mysterious just leaving it at that Mm -hmm. i enjoy how movies these days aren't having to rely on oh we we get to see bruce wayne's parents die for the billionth time or (laughs) or or peter parker uh, get get bit by a spider yeah yeah or see the fantastic four get their powers once again even though we're going to be learning coming up at i think that one of these disney conventions the fact that we're having a new cast of uh mcu Fantastic Four, and I don't be, think it should be interesting. Be, I don't think it's going to be John Krasinski either. I hope um, not. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was on board for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt being Mister and Mrs. Fantastic, like totally, totally. But I think, and and I, and quickly, I read an article. Kevin, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Feig, I guess, or Feige. Um, it was his idea. Feige. Yeah, I almost said Feige, but yeah, one yeah. time I said yeah. with Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, who plays Voldemort, I said Ralph Fiennes, and my and my boss was like, you mean Ralph Fiennes? And I was like, okay, yeah, so I'm just going to go with the most simpler, <laughs> simplest, yeah, I'm going to go the simplest uh, pronunciation, and I'll be corrected. I'd rather be corrected that way. So um, I'm going to say Ralph, or Kevin Feig, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, listener. Um, that was his idea to kind of be like, you know what? People want John Krasinski as, you know, let's just let him do it. He's done great stuff. Let's let him do it. And so I think that's the only time we're going to see John Krasinski as, as Mr. Fantastic, but he did a good job. Yeah, I, thought he, I thought he did. A pretty he good did. Job. Yeah. Just the way that wrote him was, he's certainly wasn't the smartest man in the, the world. Yeah. <laughs> but not, yeah, not in that. Well, yeah, not in that movie. So anyway, um, what did you, you asked something before I back to Joker. Yeah. What was it that I asked? Well, yes. The, the Joker we saw played by Barry Keegan in the Batman. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So what do we think about that? Yeah. appearance? Briefly, I versus the theatrical version. Did you think it was the Joker in the cell talking to? Yeah. Uh, Nashton. Yes, Edward. I did think it. I did think it was the Joker. And real quick, I wish that they wouldn't have named him Edward Nashton. I don't know what's wrong with Edward Nigma. I know it's very corny because it's supposed to Enigma, but that's his name. OK. Like he did not need to, a realistic last name. I don't think he did anyway. Anyway, but yes, I feel um, like Nick was a name you could hear in in real life. I, I yeah. interviewed a guy today called Kelly Riddle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like you could have left him as Edward Nigma. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, anyway, so in whenever we were in that cell, I I didn't 
know if it was a Joker. And I remember thinking, who, like, is this so and so? But I don't remember who I thought it was. But then he had mentioned um, people people call you a clown or something like that and even in the in the yeah. theater you hear people go oh because you know we went and saw it like the early showing and when i say early showing, like a few days before it was supposed to officially release so yeah. you know, these are the people that were like hardcore fanboys and so um you know that some of them were like oh you know like we knew oh we know who this is like it's the joke and his his life was was really good too i thought because uh, you only see in that yeah. theatrical version you really only see the top of his head and so yeah um, i thought it's it was a pretty a cool bit. pretty cool nod um to kind of what what's to come if there's a Batman too, which there is going to be now. Um, and then of course, yeah. so go ahead. What'd you think? I, I enjoyed the little cameo, I guess with, mm. it wasn't too overt in my opinion, but I think of it, it tried to make people think, Oh yeah, that's the, that's the Joker. You, you heard the little quip that he made. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's you know Joker's manipulative, and you, you could kind of sense that he he was trying to gain the the trust oh, of yeah. Edward Nashton. Of Nashton, as the Joker tends to do. Yes, or Edward Nigma for people <laughs> that prefer that. But yeah. when, we, when we saw the scenes, I don't know how much was it like a month or two later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the that. deleted scenes, we got a better look. And the Joker, oh, you know, he was still blurry. That mm-hmm. conversation between Batman and Joker, I think it would have taken away or stole the show for not the wrong reasons if they had included it in a theatrical cut. So I'm kind of glad now that I think of it, even though I wanted it initially to be in the in the film, the theatrical version. I'm glad they left it out. It was so we, cool. We weren't thinking about it for the rest of the movie. Right. And it was a cool little um, treat, if you will, you know, cause you got that, that snippet of the, of the, I think it was the website that you were supposed to go to um, at that certain day, you know? And so I thought it was a really cool, cause they don't really do that stuff anymore. You know, we get the post-credit scenes from uh, MCU, but you know, we don't really get those special features like that. You know, people don't care about that as much. And so it was really cool to kind of, it kind of harkens back to, you know, back in the day, you know, I've been listening to the office ladies podcast, um, which is, you know, rewatch podcast for the office. And they talk about the website that they had at the time, NBC.com, where you could go to NBC.com and watch like deleted scenes and stuff like that. And like, they don't, nobody really does that anymore unless you are hardcore collectors like we are and go out and buy these Blu-rays and stuff so you can get the special features. But a lot of people just download it and watch it on their phone. You know what I mean? So like, it's nice. It was nice, nice little treat for, you know, hardcore fans to be like, okay, we need to be on the, you know, this website on this day to see this thing. I agree. It's kind of like, um, Sorry, I was just gonna say it's kind of like it's kind of like midnight releases, you know, like of, oh, of yeah. consoles and stuff. We're we're waiting in line for these things that you don't really have to wait for anymore because it's anticipation. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of sad that we don't have that that we don't have that same energy. Or well, I think it, I kind of felt a little bit with the the Batman. To be honest, I felt that anticipation. It was probably the movie I was looking forward to most. The mm-hmm. 
entire year, totally even though it was still pretty early in the year, but still. Well, you should have uh, seen yourself was, when the Joker was coming it. out. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you're I mean, more, yeah. I think you're more excited for three the Joker. or four times I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're just trailers for one and the fact that you could view things so quickly these days mm-hmm. and watch unlimited amount of times and all these articles and paparazzi yeah. and, and rumors. It just kind of ruins the magic unless I have the willpower to stay away from that, which is hard to do. Well, I can yeah. stay away from articles usually, but when it comes to trailers, like, I, wanna, I, I really want to one day I'm going to do this. I'm just going to, you know, a movie that I'm excited about, not watch any trailers. If I see anything about it on social media, I'm just going to, you know, slide up as fast as I can. Like just, just completely be like complete mystery to me. Like that'd that's be a I, cool experiment. Yeah. yeah if, if I can do it, but you know, out of habit, I see a trailer, like, like the last trailer I watched, was for that new Lord of the Rings show, you know. It's like I saw the trailer and I wa- and I watched it. It just out of habit, you know, just what I did. So I just got to find something and like preset it. Like, okay, I know this movie's coming out. They're gonna have trailers. I need to not watch. You know, I just need to kind of almost like a social media blackout. You know, just don't watch any trailers or anything like that. And then just go to I feel like I. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I feel like I'd rather. I'd do that more. I'd do that experiment of trying to stay away from watching trailers and any reading any articles with like established IPs that I like I'm familiar with. Well, like, yeah, yeah. It's it for would... like a movie like D- Dune or something. No. That I'm, I'm not totally yeah. into or just some other, even an independent film. I mean, I couldn't, it, it would have to be like a big, yeah. No, that's what I'm movie saying. Like, that like, I'm familiar with. It would have to be kind of like an Avengers level event. Maybe you know. Yeah. Maybe like, like and, even with the, maybe with the, a new X Men with MCU X Men. Maybe I could try it with uh, a one idea. of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, tangent. Sorry. So, what are we gonna talk about next? Hmm. Let's so, talk about. Let's what, talk. What do, we, what do you think? Do we need to have a Joker in every? iteration of batman do we need do we need him i, I i'd say no we, we at least we don't need him as the front yeah it's like the character we, we, we don't need him in a trilogy we i think what we saw in the batman if it just maintains his you no know, behind in, in the jail cell role mm-hmm. i'd be fine with that but let, well, let's let some other villains, villains. take the the rain for once mm-hmm. and not just for the sake of it, but because I think we've seen the Joker uh, to a point where it's just becoming too, to- I don't know, maybe not toxic. It just, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting overwhelmed with <laughs> the amount of Jokers. It's not becoming as special, I guess yeah, you could say. I totally agree. Let's give it, let's give it a, a good breather for 10 years or well, so. You know, I've talked about this show before, but it's an animated Batman show and it's called beware the Batman and there's no Joker in it. There's Harvey Dent, but he doesn't become Two-Face, you know? Like, there's no Joker. That's cool. There's no Riddler, nothing. Like, you know, the, the I think the villain I saw the most is um, Professor Pig and Toad, you know? And Professor Pig, if you know who that, he likes to take body parts apart and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, the whole series. That's a kid's show? <laughs> I mean, technically, it's animated. It's like, it was like when, when CGI animation kind of became a thing and, and, you know, a lot of... A lot of um, Nickelodeon shows and stuff were trying to emulate 
the CGI thing. And so they, it's a completely CGI animated show, um, but it's really good. It's really good. Like I don't, I don't say it's the best, but it is, it's very underrated, you know? Um, and there's no Joker, no Riddler, no Catwoman. Like even his, the person who helps him is someone I'd never heard of until this show. So it's like, yeah, we could totally do. You're muted. You're muted. So no rogues gallery of villains. It sounds like I don't think so. Show. Yeah. No. 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 Like, like the ones no, we no, think of anyway. Yeah. Exactly. No. The traditional classic villains. Yeah. No. None. And so like I think, I think the way Christopher Nolan kind of did it was you know let's start with this small lesser known villain with scarecrow you know and let's just let's not make him anything you know because like scarecrow in the comics and even the games he's very like his 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 suit is very um what's what i'm looking for uh very exaggerated no not exaggerated it's very um it's got a lot of crap because you know his fingers are syringes <laughs> you know because that's how he kind of disperses his, his edward scissorhands i mean seriously <laughs> it's edward's yeah. syringe hands and so like syringe and, hands but in 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 christopher nolan's version it's just he just puts on a burlap sack and he sprays his fear toxin all over people and then in the second movie we get joker you know and we get you know a taste of joker through that and then third movie we have a completely different villain you know that that kind of to me is is better than just let's start the first movie with joker you know it's like no no let's start with someone a little bit and and, and it's kind of like the same with the batman you know let's not use the joker let's use riddler and we can stick the joker at the end like that i'm totally fine with that it doesn't have to be for the third movie if we have to have that's what i'm saying i'd say for the just that yeah, yeah. it'd have to be the second movie. Don't don't go Christopher Nolan way. Let's throw him in the third movie. Like I'm totally okay with that. Um, so yeah, I don't. Think and just he, even if he is a third a third movie, let him be kind of like a or- orchestrator of other villains to do his bidding type mm-hmm. of thing, and save him like toward the end of the fi- movie. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't need know, to be there throughout the entire thing. Like with the games, um, if anybody out there has played the Arkham games jokers and every yeah. single one of those. And like, I'm not, I, I enjoy the Joker and all of them mainly because Mark Hamill voices them. And he's just like probably the best Joker voice out, out there. Um, Troy Baker know, too. I think yeah, he, Troy uh, Baker. Him. he's like, he, he's like, a, I, it would be unfair to say he's trying to copy Mark Hamill, but he's definitely influenced by Mark Hamill's Joker voice. Yeah. I, I would, I would tell it. Cause he, he voiced him in, um, did he? No, he didn't voice him in Killer Origins, Joke. Origins, I believe. Him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but Troy Baker, who also voices, I believe he voices Superman. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he he's like the Joker's in every one of the games, um, and in the first one, he's very prominent. He's like, you know, he in all three of them except no, I'm sorry, Origins. Yes, or Arkham Origins. He's in it. Um, that's when we meet the Joker. So the way the games are laid out is it's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight, right? Joker's in all four of those games. And then the first one, he orchestrates everything. And the second one, he's the main villain. And the in Origins, that's when we meet the Joker and he's the main villain. But in the fourth one, Arkham Knight, Ark, the Arkham Knight is your main villain. But the Joker's there with you 
because there's something wrong with Batman. <laughs> and like, essentially he's the only one that can see Joker. And it's kind of cool. Like that, that version of, you know, Joker's not the villain, but he's always with you. And like, you jump up on yeah. top of a building and he's there waiting on you ready to comment, you know? So that part was kind of cool. Um, it's just kind of little Joker overload in those games. I, yeah, I think the Joker can't live without the Batman I mean, and they, or vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. I totally agree. They are why they are. They continue are. to do what they do. Yep. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I think we could probably, what do you think we could wrap up on talking about Mark Hamill? Sure. Absolutely. His, I'm always down to talk about Joker. Mark. Yeah. I, obviously people know Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker, but He's also very talented in the voice acting field and not just for Joker, but Joker is the biggest role that has led him to that claim to fame when it comes well, to he also, VA, the VA world. Yeah. He also did. Um, he did a lot of, in, in the original flash, I believe it was Mark Hamill who played the trickster. Right. Um, yeah. And he, he sounds almost like the Joker. And then they brought him back for the, the newer flash as like an older version of the trickster, because somebody's trying to copy him and be a, a newer version of the trickster. And he came back and it was like, it was like watching, just watching Mark Hamill do the Joker voice for you. You know, you're like, Hey, do the Joker voice, say these words, but in Joker voice, you know, and that's what he did. And so like, he's, yeah, I think that out of all the Joker voices out there, there's certainly great ones. And there's even one that doesn't sound like Mark Hamill. And it's that, I don't remember what movie it's from, but he's, he's got longer um, green hair and he's got like a white face, but he has a more, a deeper voice. If I'm not mistaken, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I could visualize him, but I don't know yeah. from which, I don't remember film. which movie it is either. Um, but yeah, Mark Hamill, like this, the thing I like about his Joker voice is that um, he can kind of, like in the animated series versus the games, I think he had a little more freedom to be a little bit eviler in the games, if that makes sense. So it was, it sounded deeper and more maniacal kind of in the games, but in the animated show, he was a little more playful with it, I think, because it was, yeah, know, it was geared towards children, you know, mm -hmm. even though probably more adults watch it than children now at least um yeah so it was it was geared more towards children so it's a little bit lighter a little more playful and stuff like that whereas the games he is it sounded like he, it was hurting his voice a lot more to do the joker voice for the games than it was the the tv shows if that makes sense and there's a lot of like an older joker it seems like in the game just looking at him well, yeah, he's older, but in the second one in Arkham City, he becomes sick because he's he's um, in the first one. He creates like a um, he wants to he creates like what's called the Titan formula, where um, it essentially takes it's, a, it's what Bane uses in his venom. So it makes him strong and he he takes it at the end of the game and that's what you fight you fight titan joker you don't fight just joker and so he's this he's this gigantic joker like he's got huge muscles and he's like throwing things at you and you have to like like knock him out and like beat down on him and stuff hilarious and yeah it's it's insane but he's got he had so much that in his blood in the second one he's just really sick so he's very it's almost like he's falling apart 
Um, and Batman's been infected with it too. So he's not only got to find a, a cure for it, he's also got to defeat Joker. And so, and then in the, yeah. in the first one or the third one, Arkham Origins, he's just normal. Cause you just, you're just learning about him. And then in the, the fourth one, Arkham Knight, um, he's dead, you know, cause in the, in Arkham city, he's been killed. So uh, he's completely dead. He's and Mark kinda- Hamill's, He's the voice. He's the voice yeah. of Joker. When I think of Joker next to Heath Ledger, I mean, to be honest, I think I hear Mark Hamill's Joker voice and laugh before I hear Heath oh, Ledger. Yeah. Totally. Because I grew up with the animated series mm-hmm. and watching all the other movies that have him voicing the Joker. But when it comes to live action, first thoughts... Probably Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. But Mark Hamill's when it comes to animated and probably just overall, if I were to wake up, I would hear that maniacal <laughs> cackling. He's so good at it. Oh, everyone, so- hyena-esque type of yeah. Joker laugh. I just, I, I don't know. I would like to know his inspiration, Mark Hamill's inspiration, what influenced him to come up with that. Oh yeah, the voice, the accent. The, I'm sure the he's got an interview out there somewhere. Things. you can watch. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh yeah, yeah. But if you've seen him behind the scenes, like voicing, uh-huh. his voice acting's it's interesting it's what they do, and it's they they, they, they get really into it. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like a, it's, it's awesome. acting. You're just doing it into a mic as opposed to on camera. So yeah, the then, way he emotes, it's just yeah. pretty cool. The so I'm gonna be honest with you here. I didn't watch the animated series growing up. Um, so when I first, heard, I just watched it on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I didn't even do that. Like uh, the first yeah. time I I heard his voice was on Arkham Asylum, and I didn't even know it was Mark Hamill at the time. You know, because uh-huh. I had I had barely, you know, at that time I just gotten into Star Wars um, for the most part. So like I didn't know it was Mark Hamill, but I thought, man, this guy sounds good, you know. And then I found out it was Mark Hamill. I was like, holy crap! Like Luke Skywalker is the Joker. Like, and he's awesome at it. He's great at it. Like, yeah, totally. And overall, I would say Mark Hamill's Joker is is the Joker. But absolutely, go. I would go. Like, I'm looking at this article. I would go Mark Hamill, um, Heath Ledger, and then I'd go Joaquin Phoenix, Jack Nicholson, and then Jared Leto. Think that would be oh, and then I would put Cesar Romero over Jared Leto, then Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, poor Jared. Oh, so you know that. Um, well, well, Cesar Romero is wonderful. I'm not saying anything bad against Romero, but uh, it was yeah, a TV show. It was a TV and show with a, with a more uh, more campy, you know, yeah. funnier, sillier Joker. Um, this clown prince. He's like literally the clown prince. Maybe not of crime, but he was just the clown <laughs> prince. <laughs> He's a prince. That's a clown. Um, I guess. Yeah. This article also mentions uh, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Do you remember him? I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I know. It was. Uh, it was Zach, a, though. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, I mean, I, I think he fits the role like as. Lego Joker, not necessarily. I just find it Joker. weird that Lego characters are speaking. I remember growing up playing the Star Wars Lego games and other mm-hmm. Lego games. The, the voices there were no, there were just voices. making little noises. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. they finally got the way I liked it. 
yeah, they, now they got to the point where, you know, they're speaking now, which is fine. Um, yeah. It's so, yeah. Fine. All right. Anything else? You yeah. I, I think about? I agree with that, that ranking. Okay. Sweet. For the most part. I'm sure. Let's, let's I see if we can, it. let's see if we can figure out uh, Jake's rankings. What do you think his rankings would be? He'd go Jared, Jared Leto. No, I don't think he I don't think he's <laughs> that different. I think he would go with Joaquin Phoenix just because I feel like Jake appreciates good filmmaking. Yeah, and... I would I would go with that too. And and yeah, I would say probably Jared Leto or not Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix would be his number one. Maybe maybe oh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, I don't know Heath Ledger too. Actually, I would I say Jack Nicholson would probably be his number two. Number two, oh. yeah, I bet. And then he's like, I don't know, man. He's hard to kind of. Jack Nicholson just played himself a little bit too much. I felt like he just played himself. He kind of reminded like me Jack Nicholson playing Jack. Well, he he, it made me think of when I because I saw Batman before I saw um, The Shining, and uh, he made me think of his character in The Shining. But his shining character was, I think, a little more. His his shining character was a little more insane because he was kind of being overtaken by the hotel. You know, he was just like essentially being possessed. So, um, whereas in this, in in Batman, he he is crazy, but he's got he's got a hold of himself a little more than he does in The Shining. Um, So he's a little more insane in The Shining. But that's kind of what it made me think of. I I agree, but I, we'll have to we'll have to get with Jake eventually to see what if our ranking matches up with what we thought. Yeah, that'd be funny. It's probably not. It's probably completely it, way off. Yeah, but when it comes to Joker, I think he's up there with Darth Vader as far as the, some of the best villains ever created. I think and I said my top three villains. A, yeah, what are they again? Was. And this is not in any special order. It was the Joker, Darth Vader, and Lord Zed? For those of you who know who Lord Zed is, he's the red guy with the the staff with the Z on top of it on the Power Rangers. Um, he came in later after after Rita Repulsa, and then married her. Um, so there's probably. Ooh. And actually, I think it would be number one would be the Joker, Darth Vader, and then Lord Zed. I think. That I could think of as old man, that would be my top three. So yeah, Joker's definitely yeah. up there. He's always been up there for me. And it sucks because like I yeah. try to I try to be kind of like Jake Ground. I kind of want to be different, not have the same, you know, things that I like as everybody else. But man, it's just hard not to think he is one of the best villains out there because he's just so he's just so crazy, you know? He's crazy. Does it ever really give off that he's fearful of anything? Exactly. He just laughs. Yeah, he's, he's kind of unpredictable. That makes him that much more crazy and unpredictable. Yeah. yeah, and interesting to watch. It's like it's like watching a a bomb go off. We're never gonna have enough Joker, even fifty well, years. I'm sure yeah, I was gonna say different well, versions. When we're old men and we're like, well, the Joker was like this back in my day. You know, it's like we're gonna have so I many. I want to see versions. a 1930s, 40s era Batman. Oh, you know, with yeah, I Joker. Was, that'd be great. I was I meant to mention that earlier. Older was, technology. Well, with the 1940s Batman that was out, you know, because um, there was what three three movies, three Batman movies back then, and uh, with two different actors, I believe, but none of them had the Joker in it. It was always these characters that they had villains that they had made up 
for the movie. Yeah, they're like serials, I guess you could call yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um kind of wish they would have, you know, had a Joker in that movie. But I don't remember when the Joker officially came out. Was it he wasn't around? I can't then. say. I can't either. I just remember seeing him in the sixties Batman yeah. show. TV show, yeah. Anyway, it was live action. It would have been it been really cool to see a Joker for those nineteen forties Batman serials. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We got anything? Uh, any other final thoughts on the Joker? Nope. I think we exhausted all of our. <laughs> I mean, I think we did. I mean, we could probably talk long uh, for hours, to be honest, about the Joker. I mean, it's we need to, one of our favorite. We should characters. do. A, I would say we could do a an episode on joker the joker movie with bucking phoenix but i don't know i don't know how much more i would say than what i've already said but it'd be it'd be cool a uh, cool episode i think i guess breaking down more on mm-hmm. like his his mental just how it kind of goes from one state, one state and to another just, yeah <laughs> yeah and talking about the the, con- the condition he has mm-hmm. and there's a lot a more we could condition. go into and maybe jake could i mean he, he would it'd be interesting to hear his his take on yeah you know, you know, it's funny as you asked me about the laugh and way after that, I was, I remembered that he had that condition at the beginning of the, the last, uh, the Joker movie. And I, I liked his laugh then too, but it was more like a, a regular laugh that he just couldn't control, which is what it was. It was just a regular laugh. It yeah. wasn't a Joker laugh, you know, it was painful too. Yeah, it was. Cause laugh, he, apparently. he's, he's like kind of tearing up and he's just like, Oh my God, I wish it was a stop and all that stuff. So, but you know, Joaquin's a good actor. He can make it, he can make it look like laughing is hurting him so bad. So yeah. well, and he looked like <laughs> he had, uh, he didn't eat anything or something to get yeah. to that physical form. He was in, and he was a stick. I can't, I can't, actors are, or something else when they commit to the roles. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. Well, this was a good uh, conversation about the Joker. I think um, maybe we can talk about him more in the future. Maybe we'll, I think we're going to talk about um, the different Batman on screen later, way later. So, um, any more? No more thoughts. You good on that, Zach? I'm good. All right, cool. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the Fantastic Mister Podcast. If you. Um, if you have any ideas of things you want us to talk about or you have any movies that you want us to watch as a group, or if you just want to say hello, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all those good, goody, goody, uh, social medias, whatever. Only fans isn't the making. Only fans. Never, <laughs> never. Whatever the kids are calling them nowadays, the, the, the gram. I don't, I don't know. I heard someone call it, the IG. I'm pretty sure it was. I've been watching the show IG. below deck, and they called it the oh. IG. Yeah, a reality so, show. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. That's that's what you call a guilty pleasure. So anyway, hit us up on one of those, the Fantastic Mister Podcast, at all of those, um, and I guess we will see you next week, right? Later. All right. See you guys.